It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We have our three receivers to watch when training camp begins next week, and we find out which, if any, commanders made ESPN's top 10 ranking for the tight end and offensive tackle positions coming up right now on the Locked On Washington Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including the WUSA 9 Plus app. Your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C. has a new app that is changing the game and the way we stream sports and local news in the DMV. Just download the WUSA 9 Plus app now for your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick to get into all of that action. We thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast first listener, first view every single day. I'm David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Cover your Washington Commanders over there. And my co-host, Chris Russell, is one half of the Russell and Medher show on the Team 980, which you can find live Monday to Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not at those places or in this place, we're on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and the show is at LO Commanders. Yeah, absolutely. We're somewhere. I don't know where sometimes, but we're somewhere. Uh, thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or your first view of the day. And David, we start uh, with something, a series that you've been running on SI.com's Fan Nation. We did the tight ends. Uh, in our first um, episode of the week, the Monday episode, as we're back to our uh, normal schedule here, five episodes a week. Uh, but today we're going to concentrate and take a look at the wide receivers and basically three receivers that we'll be keeping a closer eye on, perhaps. Try and watch as much as you possibly can. You can't see everything, but three receivers that we keep a closer eye on as training camp 2022 comes around and of course Washington bolstering the position by not only re-signing Terry McLaurin to the contract extension but also drafting Jahan Dotson in the middle part of the first round and we'll start with your three that again you wrote up at SI.com's Fan Nation but we'll summarize here and you kind of went with a couple of the I guess bigger names and the maybe the more obvious names yeah a little bit you know I I think when you do stuff like this, like the wide receiver position really affords an opportunity uh, for us to kind of dive a little bit deeper into the depth chart. But at the same time, I don't believe that you should necessarily just completely disregard the stars on the team, especially if there's kind of a special circumstance or situation going on with one of them. And for me, the first wide receiver that I'm looking for uh, when we get to training camp is Terry McLaurin for that exact reason. There's a little bit of a special circumstance happening here. And that he's the only receiver on this roster as of right now, as it stands today, that we haven't seen take even one single rep with Carson Wentz. It's not Curtis Samuel or anybody else, or even Deami Brown, who uh, suffered a little bit of a in-practice injury, didn't miss any any other practice as far as we're aware of uh, from that collision with Jeremy Reeves. 
it's Terry McLaurin. It's the star. It's the captain. It's number 17 because he was dealing with his contract situation. Well, now that contract situation is resolved. It's finished. So we know that number 17 is going to be there. Now, this won't be the first time he works out with Carson because, of course, as soon as the press conference was over, he jumped on a plane, uh, went to California to work out with Carson. Taylor was there. Cam Sims was there. Jahan Dotson was there. Some other guys uh, were on hand as well, which is great news. But this will be the first time, this this first practice of training camp will be the first time that we get to see Terry McLaurin with Carson Wentz in person for the first time, which is why he is my number one receiver to watch when training camp gets started. Certainly makes sense. And I, I see where you're heading, uh, you know, with that. And, and also, you know, again, we haven't seen Terry all offseason. So the last time we got to see Terry was what in, uh, I guess, uh, early to mid-January, whenever that yeah. final game uh, at MetLife Stadium was. All right, I'm going to go with maybe the obvious one because, well, why not? He's got to stay healthy. He's yeah. got to produce. And like already there are some concerning signs about Curtis Samuel as he enters year two of a three-year contract, David. And, you know, this could be his final year with the commanders if he can't stay healthy, right? Because they yeah. may look to get out of that deal. Again, if he's as injured as he was last year. Now they think they've got it all solved. But I ask you this, how concerned on a scale of one to 10 are you still when you look around and you say, you know, oh, he, he's just not practicing because of rest, because of general yeah. soreness. And, and and again, I want to believe Ron Rivera. I do. Yeah. But last year, Ron Rivera tongue lashed the media for having the audacity to ask if Curtis Samuel had surgery and then Curtis Samuel had surgery like it was like not even a thing. And and, and so we don't always get the exact truth. How worried are right. you? Uh, I'm at a seven. You know what I mean? And and listen, I'll fully admit some of that is from last year. Some of that is just, right. again, we never really got a true clear answer. And, and to be fair, some of that maybe, you know, at the time, like maybe they didn't realize it was as deep as it was or as bad as it was. And, and all this, a grain of salt or, or, you know, benefit of the doubt and all that stuff aside, fine. But again, last year it was kind of, yeah, he's working on his way back. Yeah, we expect him to be on the field. Yeah, we expect to have him at some point. And then it just never really came to fruition. So it's not so much that I think Ron is lying or anybody in the team is lying or, you know, trying to, to whatever. But I do believe that this is an injury or a situation that just has not gone the course that everybody thinks it should have gone. So when you see Curtis on the, on the side, you know, abundance of caution makes all the sense in the world. It really does. But when you're talking about this guy, you just can't help but have that nervousness come back up. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and listen, he's just going to have to prove it, right? Uh, and again, we probably wouldn't be as alarmed if he didn't miss a couple of days during the OTA periods, right. again, for general soreness, whatever that means. Sore doesn't mean you're injured or hurt, but, you know, like, again, because of what happened to your point last year, uh, certainly reason for concern. All right. Receiver number two on my list, I'll jump ahead here before we get to number two on your list, is Diami Brown. Mm -hmm. And that's because he was a rookie last year who only made really two big catches, one against Dallas, one against Philadelphia in the last couple of games of the season in terms of like breakout noticeable plays. Right. They need clearly more second-year receiver now with all this talent around him. Maybe easy to get lost, but I think his game and his skill set, David, actually should marry well with Carson Wentz's arm. Yeah, I believe so, too, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Deami has to has to produce on the field. My number two receiver is Jahan Dotson, the first-round draft pick. Again, a big name, somewhat of a low-hanging uh, piece of fruit here for this the whole thing. But the reason is 
the opportunity to see the things that we haven't been able to see so far, and that is contact, right? And it's not going to happen right off the bat. Eventually, though, these guys will put on pads. They'll be able to put hands on each other. Defenders will be able to hand fight check and actually press receivers at the line of scrimmage. Plus, in the preseason, we'll actually get to see him against live competition because if there's any concern about Jahan Dotson's game in the National Football League, it is how he stands up to the physicality of the game in the NFL. We haven't seen it yet just because we haven't been able to. Not a knock whatsoever, but it's going to be important to see it when it comes time to see it. And then, Chris, my final guy, Mark and Michelle. We've talked about him on the show before. Uh, brother of Sony Michelle, the, the running back. Uh, again, going back to OTAs in the mini camp, he's made a lot of splash plays, showed some very good hands, some concentration catches that are not uh, a low degree of difficulty, some very difficult uh, catches. And then, ironically, a lot of deep balls uh, to Michelle coming from one Taylor Heineke. So maybe if Mark and Michelle was on the field last year, Taylor Heineke might have looked better on his deep ball. But looking forward to seeing if he can continue that trend into training camp and kind of become a guy in the conversation for the back end of the roster. Yeah, no doubt. And one of the guys he'll be battling for that is Dax Milne, who, you know, has made some headlines here over the last week. I don't know if those are kind of the headlines you always want to necessarily be associated with, but he's not yeah. doing anything wrong that we can think of. Maybe no, he's not exchanging not Christmas officially. cards with Zach Wilson anymore. Who yeah. knows? We'll see. Uh, but good for Dax. Uh, but he's got to make this roster. And David, one way he can make the roster is as a punt returner, because remember last year when Dax was expected to kind of be in that mix, and I guess he was, DeAndre Carter returned every punt, returned every kickoff, and was a wide receiver who caught, I think, 24, 25 passes. No DeAndre Carter this year. So it's Dax Milne's opportunity to step up a little bit in a couple of different roles. Yeah, absolutely. Look, every NFL player comes in a league looking to take somebody's job. So if you're going to take somebody's job, you might as well take somebody's girlfriend as well. Everything is fair <laughs> in love and war. And Dax Milne is just out there trying to find some love. Did Logan oh. Thomas get any love from ESPN's collection of coaches, scouts, and executives uh, when they developed their top 10 ranking of tight ends? We will talk about that here in a minute, and we're going to do so thanks to our friends over at Dave. Because we've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we're a little tight on cash, maybe we can only afford to put a few gallons in the gas tank or just go to the grocery store and get just enough for the next meal or two or three. Uh, it's always been a problem for everybody. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. You can't change the past, but what if you get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little bit of cash. Well, now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, buy some groceries or catch up on some bills, whatever you need. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. And the best part is there's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the app store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view. If you can see me waving at you, that means you're watching on YouTube each and every day. Either way you consume the Locked On Commanders podcast, we appreciate you. I have a question, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Well, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the National Football League from the oddsmakers at Bet Online. It's available right now on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, again, on YouTube. All right, David, let's hit it up. Let's, uh, yes, on, on the first edition of this week, we took a look at the running backs and the wide receivers in the comprehensive Jeremy Fowler, ESPN.com, top 10 ranking uh, of all the executives, coaches, scouts, players, all that stuff uh, that, again, we've covered the quarterback, wide receiver, and running backs so far. So now we tackle the tight ends. And did Logan Thomas get any love? Well, uh, unfortunately for Commanders fans, maybe you care, maybe you don't care. Maybe it's motivation. Maybe it's a dangling carrot. Logan Thomas did not make the list. He did not receive honorable mention and also was not listed in the quote-unquote receiving votes category, which basically puts him outside of the top 15 when it comes to this ranking, whether it's right or wrong. So, David, my question to you, fair or unfair that Logan Thomas was basically excluded completely from this list? Uh, I don't know that he should have been excluded completely from the list. I think that he showed enough and, you know, there's, there's been enough time kind of between his injury uh, and the, and the usual time frame that a player comes back to expect that he'll be on the field. Uh, you know, and again, if he can stay healthy, that he'll be able to produce at a similar type of pace um, again and, and listen. And then, you know, if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode where we covered the running backs uh, in this thing, I'm just going to quite kind of quickly reference it, but if Saquon Barkley can be an honorable mention after missing 15 games or only playing 15 games rather uh, in the last two seasons. I don't see how Logan Thomas gets left off. You know, the, 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 the honorable mention also getting votes kind of category. Now the top 10, I don't know that I expect him. I mean, look, when you look at this list, you know, number one is George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. Number two is Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller of the Raiders is third, fourth place. Mark Andrews of the, of the Baltimore Ravens, Kyle Pitts is fifth for the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe a little bit premature, honestly, but you know, uh, a good young talent. Dallas Goddard of the Eagles is sixth. TJ Hawkinson, seventh of the Lions. Dalton Schultz, who may or may not be with the Dallas Cowboys very much longer, mm-hmm. is eighth. Dawson Knox is ninth from the Bills. And then 10th is Hunter Henry, who Hunter Henry is the, the best yards per uh, attempt or yards per completion when throwing to a tight end in the National Football League in recent history. So he's the, t- he's the 10th guy, and he's got the best uh, quarterback production you know, from all, but then you got Mike Gusecki, Pat Fryer, move to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Zach Ertz, one of the, you know, all time greats, even though Washington fans, I'm sure hate him. And then David Njoku, who has, you know, untapped potential uh, that the yeah. Cleveland Browns are hoping to get if their quarterback isn't suspended all year. So, I mean, there's just a lot of tight ends in this, in this, in this category, you know, but I think when you look at Logan Thomas, I put him in the, the Fryer, Fryer Muth, Ertz, you know, today's Ertz and David Njoku category for sure. So honorable mention, I think, is more than reasonable to have expected from Logan Thomas. Yeah, so so I think the not only the current injury hurt him, but remember when he pulled 
his, his, his hamstring in Atlanta in week four early in that game, right? Yeah. And then had to miss several weeks after that. It seemingly took him a little bit of time, even when he came back, to come back from that, right? And to be Logan Thomas and what we know he can be, I think that really, really, really hurt his reputation, his image, because when you think about it as a tight end, he only had 2020 to kind of build on because even though he was a tight end for the Lions in 2019 before eventually they let him go because they, again, had invested in in Hawkinson in the top 10 out of Iowa, the bottom line is, is there wasn't a huge track record, again, for Logan Thomas before all these injuries. So I think the double injury, David, um, probably hurt him more than just the current injury, if that makes sense. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess it all hurts, but the the, the first one cost him a couple of weeks. I can't remember how many games. It was at least two, I want to say, maybe three. Um, yeah. But the bottom line is, is you know, it, it's hard for me to kill like NFL coaches, scouts, and, and executives if right. there's just not enough data on them, right? It, yeah. All of the guys, and you mentioned Gasecki, he's a franchise tag player. He's a big player yeah. for the Miami Dolphins. He's going to be, along with Tyreek Hill and, of course, Jalen Waddell, but Gasecki is going to be the guy that nobody pays attention to on Miami's offense, and he might come away with 80, 85 catches because, again, nobody's going to pay attention to him. So yeah. how can I sit here and go crazy over Logan Thomas as good as we know he can be when there just isn't enough meat on the bone, if you will, for right. us to pick apart and say, yeah, but he's done this for three years or yeah, he's done this, you know, for at least two years. Right. Again, yeah. sample size does matter. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, I think if the question is, is he top 15? I think I can say absolutely he's top 15, but if the question yeah. is, is he top 10? That's where the water's uh, you know, they just, they just get a little bit murky and Mike Gusecki, well, I mean, if look, if he's healthy, would you take him over in Joku? I would over in Joku. Yes, I would absolutely take him over in Joku, but you know, the higher you go up on that list, Zach Ertz, right. you know, outside of long-term, you know, viability, obviously that question. I mean, Friar Muth, honestly, I would take him over Logan Thomas, but partially because Friar Muth is in the beginning of his career. Like he's right. looks really impressive and he's also very, very young. Uh, same thing with Mike Gusecki. He's not, you know, as young, but you know, uh, look, he's he's a franchise tag player. The Dolphins, from the reports, haven't even come to the table to really talk long term deal with Gasecki. So maybe he's a free agent next year. I don't know. We could be talking about future Washington Commanders tight end, uh, Mike Gasecki. I mean, that would be look. I mean, that would be a thing. That would be something that should be get people very very excited about. The last thing I'll say about this list, Chris, uh, one through three. You know, obviously you're you're kind of splitting hairs here a little bit, but look, I think that some of these voters maybe don't take the situation uh, in, into context, right? Because these are supposed to be the top performers for the coming year. George Kittle, number one. I mean, with 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 Trey Lance expected to take over the reins there. I know that a young quarterback, their best friend is a good tight end, but defenses know that as well. And I think they're going to kind of force Trey Lance to throw the ball around the field a little bit and not let them have that safety uh, blanket. And then Travis Kelsey, how, how impressive is he? Is, I mean, he's going to be impressive, but how impressive is he going to be without Tyreek Hill? out there on the field. Darren Waller, he now has uh, 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 Devontae Adams Adams playing along with him. I think that Darren Waller, when all is said and done, he might be our number one tight end in production because of the situation that he's in compared to the uh, other guys. I agree with you there. If he can stay healthy, remember, he was not available for the Washington game, and he missed several games uh, in the month of December for the, yeah. uh, for the uh, Vegas Raiders. But I, I'm right there with you. Not only Devontae Adams – but also Hunter Renfro. And that means you can't really pay much attention to Darren Waller. All right, coming up, guys, next on the Locked On Commanders podcast, we'll take a look at the offensive tackles. 
on the ESPN top 10 list. Surely Washington has to have someone on the offensive side of the ball ranked fairly high, right? Uh, well, maybe. We'll see. Coming up next on LOC. But first, we tell you about from the people that invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. I'm looking for my box right now. I had it here in my office, but they're so good. They go so fast. And now I can't, I don't know if I have any more. So I've got to go order some just like you can at built.com. We'll tell you more about that in a second, but they are 100% real chocolate, soft, easy to chew, like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. And the best part, they're healthy for you. As you know, every built product is low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, high in protein, all the good things that you want in your body. And because they're built with collagen protein, not only are they guilt-free, but they're actually really, really good for you. They'll satisfy your cravings. They'll replace that chocolate milkshake, that bowl of chocolate ice cream, or that fatty breakfast that some of us like to consume on our way to Washington, D.C. every once in a while. Get the point. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Final segment today here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. We're wrapping up this, today's review rather, of a couple of position group rankings from ESPN. Again, they surveyed uh, over 50 coaches, scouts, and executives from the National Football League got anonymous responses from them all, and then use those along with some other things to rank these players, including some of the votes. So we uh, we started not with the offensive line, brother, but the tackle position. So they did interior offensive line as one group. They did tackles as another group. So as we run down this list, Chris, number one is uh, this one's going to hurt. It always hurts, I think. Former Washington offensive tackle Trent Williams, now of the San Francisco 49ers, your number one guy, Tristan Wirfs, of the Buccaneers is number two. David Bakhtiari is number three from the Green Bay Packers. Rashawn Slater is fourth from the Los Angeles Char Chargers. Tyron Smith of the hated Dallas Cowboys is fifth. I'm not going to go through the entire top ten here. When we scroll down through honorable mentions, we don't see any commanders yet. We scroll into the also receiving votes, and we still don't have any commanders. Yeah, and and that you know, and, and that's a problem. And you know, listen, I, I mean. Look, you start with Trent Williams, of course, again, the best left tackle in the NFL. It's, it's weird. It seems like Trent's only gotten better since going to San Francisco. It's amazing how that happens. Um, but 
Trent Williams, totally dominant. Uh, you, you and I were talking before the show, like the Madden ratings came out and he got like a 99, which I guess is really good. I don't really play <laughs> Madden, but I know this. It seems yeah. like Trent Williams, despite that health issue that really ended his career here in Washington and uh, propelled the trade to San Francisco, again, has only gotten better. Maybe some of that is coaching. Maybe some of that is structure, system, what have you. I don't know. Your guy, Tristan Wirfs, uh, at number two, again, it helps when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback uh, because he has a sense, a keen awareness of getting rid of the football. The bottom line is, is Washington didn't have either Sam Cosme, who just finished up his rookie year, or Charles Leno in any mention on this list. And David, I would ask you this. I can't make an argument for Cosme. He didn't play enough last year, missed too many games. I, maybe this, next year he might be on this list, maybe, if he can stay on the field and if he can improve his run, uh, pass blocking a little bit because we already know he's a, a, a good run blocker. But can you make an argument for Leno to at least get some consideration based solely and, in my opinion, um, really based on durability. I, I mean, you look at the injury level at this position, at, say, left tackle, yeah. guys don't stay healthy. Knock on wood as we record <laughs> this. Charles Leno has stayed healthy since 2014. He hasn't missed a game. Yeah. I mean, I, the availability on the offensive line right? is huge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it definitely should. It's, it's really hard. I think to rank offensive linemen because not only are you talking about a guy who has to uh, you know ensure that they're they're fulfilling all their own individual responsibilities, they also have to work in tandem with the other people on the offensive line. You have to know where all four of your teammates are going to be. Sometimes five with an inline tight end, sometimes six with an eligible receiver that's a tackle. Like there's just there is a lot that goes into an offensive lineman that's more than just being big and stopping another big guy from running through your big self. Like that's kind of the rudimentary way of putting it. And then, yeah, like you mentioned health. I mean, Tristan Wirfs, uh, you know, from the Buccaneers, an all pro, an all pro in his second season in the National Football League, a Super Bowl champion in his first season. But why did the Buccaneers not repeat as Super Bowl champions? In part because they lost Tristan Wirfs in the postseason, and that really came back to bite them hard uh, when they faced the Los Angeles Rams. Mm hmm. I'm not an offensive line expert from a grading standpoint and even an evaluation standpoint. I will completely admit that's probably the position I'm the weakest in. So I'm not going to so much lean on like technical things. But here's what I will say. In 2021, Taylor Heineke had a 2.97 seconds time to throw average. That was the fourth longest average in the National Football League. Now, everything works in tandem, right? But I don't think if you have a terrible offensive line, if you have a no players receiving votes offensive line, that your quarterback will have the ability to stand in the pocket the fourth longest of any starting quarterback in the National Football mm -hmm. League. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just the fact that he could stand there for that long. And I don't know, you know, Taylor ran around sometimes. Right. I just think offensive lines, sometimes they get a lot of, of judgment based off quarterback play. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and to a certain extent, that's kind of fair. But I mean, when you have two point nine seven seconds on average, which means sometimes like think about the quick screens and the quick and the quick throws and the touch passes that this team threw those other longer developing passes. And I mean, look, let's be honest. We there were a lot of moments during last season where we sat here and, and you literally say, throw the ball, like get rid, get rid of the ball or get yeah. out of there. Because if, if you scramble across the line of scrimmage that time, the throw clock stops. Right. So, again. 
you just look at these things, it's hard to sit here and say that you have, you know, an offensive line that has zero tackles, even gaining a vote uh, when you have a quarterback that has literally the full three seconds to stand back there uh, and potentially throw on again, on average, not every single snap, but on average. Well, it was not only the tackles, but, you know, the interior offensive linemen didn't get any votes either. Now, part of that is because Brandon Sheriff is no longer here. Otherwise, he would have and he ranked. Top three, or I think he ranked third overall on the ESPN list, but now he's a member of the Jaguars. So, you know, of course, the two new guards, Trey Turner, uh, who's a five time pro bowler in the past, but not recently, along with Andrew Norwell. Uh, listen, I think they'll be fine there. The big question for me is whether Chase Roulier returns to being one mm -hmm. of the better senators, centers, not senators. Senator centers, not senators. Uh, again, he'll say it again. Uh, centers, uh, whether he returns, and then this offensive line, like to your point, some of the things you were just mentioning about Cosme Leno, and a good again, assuming that every yeah, people stay reasonably healthy, nobody's going to stay perfectly healthy, reasonably healthy. Um, you know, then this could be certainly one of the better offensive linemen uh, lines in the game. I still don't get the love for Tyron Smith. I got to be honest with you. He's hurt way too much in, in, in my book. But, you know, every everybody yeah. still considers him dominant. In order to be dominant in this league, you got to be on the field, period. It's, it's all there is to it. You've That's where it starts and ends for me. You've got to be on the field. I'd rather take somebody who's good and dependable that, rather than somebody that's flashes high uh, and, and, and never is available. But all right, that means zero Washington commanders ranked in the top 10, only one honorable mention of all the offensive categories, and that was Terry McLaurin. <sighs> Such is life. We'll see if that changes over the next year. All right, that's going to do it for us today, Commanders fans. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view of the day. Now make your second listen and view the Locked On NFL podcast. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts, including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, uh, Tony Wiggins, plus Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for real fans, so make sure you subscribe to Locked On NFL on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in via the voicemail line, it's 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Or Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com. From my partner, David Harrison, covering the Washington Commanders on SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medher Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back with solo episodes, uh, me first, then David, and then back together before the week is out. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another, and thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.